0: And welcome to another episode of the Young Lioncast, your fortnightly audio source for all things New Japan Pro Wrestling right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Rob Gooden, and I am joined as ever by the Young Lion himself, Chris O'Brien. How are you, Chris?
1: Does that mean I can only throw a power slam?
0: You can do that and you can lock in one Boston Crabber match, but only one. Okay, and sometimes um, Suzuki slaps the shit out of me. I imagine you'd be quite all right with that. (sighs) I mean, like... (laughs) Just...
1: (sighs) (laughs) Depends where he slaps me.
0: Wow. Wow, Chris. Just wow. (laughs) I literally don't know how to respond to that. Just the idea of Suzuki slapping you on the arse, just bloody hell. I mean,
1: I mean, yeah. like I, guess I somehow imagine that Suzuki's very vanilla in bed. Like he gets all his weird stuff out in the ring, <laughs> like biting the ropes and shit like that. Yeah, like and then in bed he's just like, okay, they missed me, but shouldn't let's get over silver. We're only here for <laughs> conception by all. In, out, done. Good night. <laughs> so uh, before
0: we start, Chris, what is your tipple of choice for today? Water. Right. I feel like, Chris, we need just to have a little chat before we start this podcast, because the last couple that we've done, the main podcast, the Stardom cast, and indeed the Young Lion cast over the last few weeks, even months, you have been choosing water, or even worse, Poundland Coke, and I feel like as...
1: I, hang on, on the last main cast, I was drinking bourbon.
0: I don't... Ah, but I wasn't part of that... I wasn't part of that podcast, you see.
1: No, 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 not the In Your House one, the Weekend Wrestling.
0: Were you? Yeah. I've never been prouder. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
1: going to say, you need to drink more.
0: I basically want you to turn up to tomorrow's recording for the main session, just absolutely fucking hammered, okay, well, trolleys.
1: Tomorrow's like, you can... It, it, um The Asda up at Dunbar only allows one person per family to go in. So tomorrow's shopping day, so I might... I'm thinking about asking my dad for... But also, like, I have to make whatever I say from my sass last me until this fucking pandemic's over and I can get a job.
0: <laughs> I love the fact... Oh, shit, drop me bottle opener. Um I love the fact that the local Asda in your shop... Oh, sorry, in your town, knows everyone in your town to the point where they can only allow one person from each family into I that think, building.
1: I could probably get away with it. But also, it's miles away and my dad... And I don't want to have
0: to walk there. It's <laughs> just you entering the building. Is it Jesus? Oh, no, it's Chris. <sighs> <laughs> Has the revelation come? No, it's Chris. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we left you last, um, we had come off the back of Wrestle Kingdom 7. Hiroshi Tanahashi had beaten Kazuchika Okada to retain his IWGP Heavyweight Championship, effectively putting to bed that chapter In the book, that is the feud of Tanahashi and Okada. However, as you know, with any book, where one chapter ends, another starts, unless you're at the end of the book. So what we are doing today is, and then there's a sequel. There's always, always inferior. Always.
1: Um, Harry Potter.
0: You think Chamber of Secrets is better than uh, Philosopher's Stone?
1: No, but then Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: The book, not the film. I'm afraid.
1: The no, uh, band is better than Elizabeth Stone. And then like the best one is probably Goblet of Fire. But then Phoenix, um, Order of the Phoenix got a little bit bloated. But Half-Blood Prince, I love that book. But then Deathly Hallows, I don't know, I felt like she was sort of scrambling for an ending and it basically ended with, oh, they shacked up with people they met when they were 11. And
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, if, you, if you've never read the Harry Potter books, that is a pretty good summary. You know, shit happens and then they shack up with people they met in uh, year one of Hogwarts. So... And, then
1: there's, and then there's The Cursed Child, which is, I hate, it's like the worst form of fan fiction. And not only that, there's a love triangle between the Mal- um, Malfoy son, H- Harry son, and a 23-year-old. I'm like, let the little kids be gay, why involve a 23-year-old? They're, ele- they're like 11 years old, stop it.
0: Can we just appreciate for a moment, in that book... That the lady on the train—spoilers, by the way—the lady on the train turns into the fucking Terminator when someone tries to get off. What the fuck is that bollocks about?
1: Yeah. To be fair, you know what's funny. I didn't actually finish *Cursed Child*. I, but like you know how it has like the binding. Yes. And like, and you're meant to use that as a bookmark. Well, I did because I didn't have a bookmark. The thing is, I didn't put it on my shelf, it was on my windowsill, so you can literally see from, like, sun damage where I stopped reading.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, Chris, you are missing absolutely nothing. However, that doesn't mean if the opportunity were to present itself, I wouldn't go and see it in London. I'd- oh, I'd,
1: I'd, be, I'd be more than happy seeing it, but, like, also, I'd be, like, drunk and laughing the whole time. It's basically like going to take over. I'd be chanting as well. <laughs> just, just in th- the just- middle. <laughs> Just in the middle. One (laughs) fall!
0: Anyway, as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) um, Okada is coming out of the Tokyo Dome in 2013, having lost again to Hiroshi Tanahashi. And this is where we embark on episode four of our deep dive into the feud between Tanahashi and and okada we've got our three matches set for today however chris i know you want to talk about some of the contextual matches before we deep dive into our first match so if you want to give some background feel free
1: okay so um it's a weird one bit well it's not weird it's just these two matches are probably better than the matches we're covering it's well actually not the Okada... Actually, not the anniversary match, but it's definitely better than that fucking New Japan Cup match. Um, but they're important to the story, but not as important leading into this. It's basically just a title defence and Okada getting beaten by Suzuki. Because that's a thing. I'm not even sure how they ended up feuding. It must have happened. Some of them must have happened at Dash. And then, yeah, maybe. And then Tana took on Anderson which is a match I want to talk about because it's surprisingly good
0: yeah again I will just say that you know coming off the G1 Climax 22 where he got to the final lost to Okada uh, and then lost to Okada at King of Pro Wrestling in apparently what was another good match I am you know I now understand that Anderson is a good worker but as a character you know there wasn't much further he was going to go oh, I mean, that's-
1: that's still an issue, except he was super over here.
0: Do you think he was super over, or do you think, well, I know that Tanahashi is God in New Japan, but do you think, because I'm going to ask this later on in our actual Okada versus Tanahashi match for this episode, do you think they they were just ready for something a little bit different, potentially?
1: Maybe, but also, like, Tanah was getting more overtly heelish around this time, so he was sort of earning his booze.
0: Yeah, and that, that does come into play in our first match, actually.
1: Um but yeah, this match is actually an underrated gem. It's not as good as um star ratings would have you believe, in my opinion. Although like the Cage Match um rating of nine does back it up. But Really? Cage Match giving it a nine? Cage match um Cage Match voted at nine. Um some of that includes more recent, but like even ones at the time are given it between a nine and a ten. Um but like as you get further removed, um, there's more people not liking it until you get to 2017 when Anderson and Gallows ended up in the fed, and people are going back, going, oh, isn't Cow Anderson amazing? Because they want to pretend they know about New Japan. And those fans annoy me. Um, just be honest. I don't know. Anyway, this match is this match is it's really good, but like it, it to, for me, it's just another defense for Tana. Like, and he got he got Anderson over pretty well. Yeah. Um it sort also,
0: of it sort of doesn't help that you look at the top guy in New Japan, you look at that belt and yes, Bob has held it, yes, Brock Lesnar's held it. I know that, but
1: At you, this point it was more prestigious.
0: Exactly. You are not going to put it Cam- on
1: Carl Anderson. Championship prestige goes in ebbs and flows. For example, around this time we had Rob Conway as NWA champion. I like, fuck, was that championship the most prestigious belt in the world or ever at that point, because Rob Conway had ha- held it, and he was in the title scene until at least 20-fucking-15, because when I was doing my watch for 2015 earlier this year, he was still fucking there. I hate that man. I hate that man. Um, but yeah, like, it goes and, and flows in the mid-2000s, the IWGP championship meant nothing, <laughs> and now it means a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um... It is important, as you said, that um, did you meant you mentioned Suzuki and Okada? Obviously, that comes into play, but like later on,
1: another yeah, but that's another sort of I, I wouldn't say it's not a weak match per se, but like when I think of Okada Suzuki, I think about match at new beginning um, in 2017. That was like a low key match of the year contender, and here it's just fine.
0: Yeah, I mean their Royal Quest match from last year was absolutely phenomenal. I really enjoyed that oh, match.
1: It's nowhere near as good as that one. Like this is like a low eight for me, and mm. uh, Royal Quest where I was like a low nine. So,
0: what's your favorite Okada versus Suzuki match?
1: Oh, um, New Beginning. It was like um, New Beginning 2017. It was just a fucking. It was essentially a um, forty-minute leg match. I loved it.
0: Do you prefer that to their thirty-minute time limit draw in the G1? Yeah. Okay. Just to check. Right. Anyway, moving on from New Beginning, and we take two very different paths. We're going to start by picking up Tanahashi's narrative. And at the anniversary show, the 41st anniversary show on the 3rd of March from Corrigan Hall, he is taking on the semi, well, taking on in the semi-regular IWGP Heavyweight Champion versus IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion stakes. He is taking on the now Thin Baller Prince Devitt. Um, Chris. Oh, have you Story
1: from um, Fergal about how he got the name Prince Debit.
0: Please do, please tell
1: me. So he went, so like he was told to think of a new name because um, the Japanese commentary couldn't say Fergal properly, and they were like, "We're just going to give you a new name because it's easier than our commentators having to learn how to say Fergal." So he went up to get, um, Gator and was like, "What about King Debit? And he and he thought for a second, like, "Hmm, no." Prince Devitt, <laughs> brilliant. Which, like, it. That could either be a comment on how like young Devitt was. or it could be an absolute dick. Yeah, because then absolutely. like what? A kid, like, a ricochet comes in and is King Ricochet. <laughs> balla's just like dick. <laughs> My fucking gimmick. No wonder he started Bullet Club. Anyway, um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs>
0: So I know that you enjoy this, so do you want to just the quickly under- before we get yeah. onto this, do you want to talk yeah. about the undercard?
1: Yeah, because the undercard's a bit weird. Like, like again, it's just in a pre bullet club world, some of these um pairings are just bizarre. For example, Goto, Anderson, Taguchi, and Tamatongas.
0: It's just weird seeing those four names together now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, versus Super Strong Machine, In Inui I can't say properly Inui. Yuji um, Nagata and Captain New Japan.
0: The most overman in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Yes, but also, we had Sho and Yo taking on Taki Watanabe, who is evil, and um, Hiromu Takahashi.
0: I would legitimately pop if that was a match now.
1: Yeah, if that was announced. It's like, oh, cool. Evil's definitely going to pin one of Rapunki Free Gay, but cool. Um, and then you have um, Time Splitters, who I miss every day. Um they turned up in like NXT one time and then we didn't continue using them and it's like ugh, why you're not doing anything else with Kushida? And then um taking on Liger and Tiger Mask, who like I'm not a fan of as a team. But they've been teaming for years and still haven't gelled. It it was a weird one. I mean they were they weren't inherently
0: bad. It was just I think you expected a little bit more, a little bit more fireworks from the team than we actually got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um there's Tenkoji. With Nakanishi and Makabe taking on Izuka, who was in um, Chaos at the time, Yano, Yoshihashi, and, and Yujuro Takahashi. You know what I miss, Rob?
0: If you say Takahashi's blonde hair, I'm going to hit you.
1: No, um, Izuka's... <laughs> no! Um, no, no, your Izuka ranks. I really miss him. Every young lion, you'd be there going, oh, he's so bad. And it's like, well, he's on the undercard. Why do you care? And you cared so much, Rob.
0: (laughs) I did care. And I cared a little bit more than I should have done. Um, It's placated me now that he has retired. You know, he had a relatively good career, a fucking long career. Um, (laughs) But I'm happy. It's amazing.
1: Like, for example, uh, Mr. Hughes is still wrestling. How? (laughs) You
0: say wrestling. He couldn't wrestle in 1994.
1: Well, yeah, like, the best thing you can be in wrestling is tall. You'll have a job for life. Um,
0: Look at the great Carly. (laughs)
1: Look at the great... Where's he work? No, he has his own promotion now, doesn't he? I don't know, does he? (laughs) That's what I heard. He's doing, like, Wagner-style call-outs on um, his phone. Like, you can pay him, like, 15 quid, then he'll do a call-out.
0: So doing that for your birthday.
1: Why didn't you just do it for the podcast? Have like Simon Miller and the like, great like which is my great colleague. Welcome to PodMania <laughs> We should see how much see how much that costs. Like how much how, how much is a rupee to a pound? We're getting sidetracked. Um just to mention what Okada was doing on this card, he was teaming with Gado, Ishii and Jado, um against the Suzuki Gun team of um D. H. Smith, um Mashimi, I can't say it, Mashimo. Kengo Mashima. Thank you. Um, Shinoki and Minura Suzuki, which a cage match was a decent match. Um Nakamura took on Lance Archer, sure. Um and but I guess I guess it's because like New Japan naturally likes having factions warring and because Tanahashi doesn't have a faction this is what Chaos was doing while we were waiting for the next Okada match. Um and then Tana versus Devitt, which is what we're talking about now. What do, what do you think of this match?
0: Um, This was where, obviously, I didn't see the new beginning matches till after um I'd seen this match. This was the first of the run that I watched. And it was here that I noticed that Tanahashi had not transitioned full heel. He never turns full heel. But there was an arrogance and a swagger to him in this match. And at no point, um, even I think during Devitt's period of... Being on top, I don't think there was any point where Tanahashi legitimately thought that he was in trouble against Devitt. And it's a shame no. because Devitt here produced some really good word. Those opening exchanges were glass smooth. I mean, these yeah. two could have put on, you know, a five-star classic if they were given the stakes. Um, I think he suffered a little bit from, you know, as I mentioned, not having those stakes, but it was still a really, really good match. Tanahashi made Devitt look great. Devitt was put over big during this match. Incredibly over with the Corican crowd, Devitt. Um, which, you know, I think helped when his inevitable heel turn came and he formed the well, Bullet Club.
1: As a genie he he consistently put on, like, matches of the night on the undercard. So, like...
0: Well, look, his match at Wrestle Kingdom 7.
1: Yeah, that was great. Also, the was an Apollo 55 match against Golden Lovers, which, of course, was amazing.
0: Of Actually, course. I'd say that,
1: bit. Penny Omega was kind of shit before 2016. <laughs> <laughs> and then was kind of shit after 2019. <laughs> he's not
0: shit. He's just in the wrong position on the card, in my opinion. I don't think he's shit. I just don't. I mean, you can't call him shit. You look at the match that he and Hangman Page had against Pentagon and Phoenix. You look at his Iron Man match against Pac. The match between him and um, Hangman against the Bucks. He's had, pardon me, he's had great matches. He's just not in a pronounced enough Position, in my opinion, He's essentially
1: getting Hangman over.
0: <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, why not? If a little bit of star power rubs off, great, and it has done. I mean, Hangman Page is fucking well over.
1: Yeah, it's rubbed off all over his face. Um... Ew. <laughs> why do you think he drinks? Um, but yeah, this match was great. Um, both men had a had a strategy going into this one, like Devitt going for. Just drop kicks are plenty. <laughs> yeah, so many drop kicks.
0: That was something I like, did want to talk about in a minute, actually.
1: Like um, his drop kicks is essentially what the lariat is to Ishii. <laughs> just like this constant drop kicks. Um, Tana, well, too bad. You said an absolute dick in this. Like my biggest thing was him just posing when we got tangled up in ropes. But also, David did play um, guitar on Tanahashi Daps. <laughs>
0: He did, which was amazing. During the abdominal stretch, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Be honest,
1: we'll, we'll definitely get into this, but heel Devitt is so much better than face Devitt. Like how, like he said, like Devitt's not quite looking himself in this in this match. You know him, like most of. I'm pretty sure both of our first exposure to him was when he became Baloran in, in um NXT, but like when he's not wearing black, I don't. I don't really want
0: to. We've talked before, you know, and we've used the phrase quite a lot of why meet Babyface? And. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, so white. Yeah. The whitest.
0: Ballot was, well, let's stop calling him Ballot. Devitt was great in the ring. And from a purely in ring standpoint, this match is great. I mean, Meltzer gave it four and a quarter stars. It's a great match. It's a really, really interesting watch. Please go and check it out. The 41st anniversary show. The problem is. You look at the charisma and just the general aura around Tanahashi. And I know that he's the IWGP heavyweight champion. And, you know, no matter what, how you spin it, they are a step. That is a step above the junior heavyweight championship in prestige and in how it's booked. Tanahashi is the star. He has an aura. Devitt doesn't have that. Not as a face, anyway. However, like you mentioned, those flashes of heel you know, where he mocks Tanahashi's stance, where he mocks the um, the air guitar on his abs and does things like that. You can see... Little... Like... Say again?
1: Like when when he actually like goes for limbs.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's got that little bit of charisma, but I don't think he had it in spades here. I think it was just a case of it was a good match with two good competitors and Tanahashi was the star of the match. And I think that's... <laughs> All that can be said, really. Devitt is a great in ring competitor, always has been. But I think he struggled as a face, uh, just like he did in WWE. He was, he could never really, there was never really anything there as a baby face.
1: Well, in NXT, it was. Yeah. I don't, but like, the main roster can't book anyone who's under six foot one properly.
0: No, and that's with the crowd's blessing. But even so, you know, even when he was in NXT, you know, he wasn't a full blown face. He did heelish things.
1: You know, what I really miss is that you know, those roundhouses he was doing near the end of his match. Yeah, I haven't seen him do those in years. It's probably because like they're probably a bitch today and he can get away with doing much like right now. He can do um, get the crowd engaged with much less, as seen in this fucking Gargano match. So, like, if you can do that, why not? Like, from what I saw an interview with Simon Gutch. And he said he saw, um, he saw Japan as sort of his art and now he was going to the fed to make his money. And apparently he was making six figures in merch in NXT, which is crazy.
0: Just in merch without his contract. Just in merch. Fucking hell. I know. Um, what did you give this match overall? Um, a high seven, low eight. I gave it a high seven. Now, that's nothing against a match. Seven still above average far above average it's a three and a half
1: star tanahashi doesn't have a have a history of being very giving to juniors so like it's pretty it's a miracle it was viscous
0: yeah absolutely and the only thing that i feel in the finish was it it came out of nowhere i don't feel like there was you know the build yeah there was no road to it um we all talk about that finishing stretch and how that can really elevate a match and i feel that lacked this a little bit and the high fly flow came from you know pretty much nowhere i feel like this match almost had another minute in it it was like they sort of went right we need to we need to finish now where they missed out the entire finishing stretch the t- entire closing stretch that's not to say this match isn't good it is good as we've already said but with stakes and with a more charismatic devit which we will get to oh
1: boy will we get to
0: you are going to get a better match however no stakes white meat baby face devit with you know perhaps not the chance to show his charisma in the way that he would potentially like to or potentially can do I think giving it seven stars is appropriate really so With that, we go and we check in with Kazuchika Okada, who, of course, had his match with uh, Minoru Suzuki at the new beginning and then went into the New Japan Cup 2013, hoping to win it to get another shot at the gold. So, on his way to the final, uh, he defeated Lance Archer in the first round via submission. That is important. Uh, he then beat his old foe, Carl Anderson, in round two uh, via pinfall. Defeated Torriano in the semi-final uh, on March 23rd. Both semi-finals and the final took place on one night. Uh, he defeated Torriano again by submission. That is really important. And then went on to the final in the main event of March 23rd. When there, he would face... Here's ne- another old nemesis of Kazusuke Okada, Hiroki Goto, who, when he realised it was Okada in the final, probably went, oh, for fuck's sake, not again. Um, to be like, um I'm
1: looking through the history of the New Japan Cup. Goto's in the final so often. Yeah, it's it's oh, difficult man. to say that he's a bottler,
0: but um, he is. 2012,
1: 2013, 2015... 2016.
0: Doesn't he win it in 2016?
1: No. Uh, Naito wins it in 2016.
0: But that's how he oh, of course,
1: Gen- yeah, of course. He won it last year, though. In
0: 2012?
1: Yeah. Were you very confused for a second, thinking he didn't win this?
0: I was just going to say, that's not why we're covering this. Yeah, of course, he won it in uh, 2012, when he went on to face Okada at Wrestling Don Taku. Go and check out episode two of our podcast. Um... Speaking of Goto, his path to the New Japan Cup final started on the 11th of March uh, against Tamatonga, who he defeated by pinfall in nine minutes and 37 seconds. He then went on to face Tomohiro Ishii, his future stablemate, pinning him in 18:46. Uh, in his semi-final, then he went on and defeated Davy Boy Smith Jr. in eight minutes and 14 seconds to, as I said, s- set up that final match between himself. and and Okada Chris I believe you have points on this match and you said it in a way that made me think he doesn't particularly like this match so enlighten me further buddy
1: this match was dull as pig shit I was so bored okay what about it
0: made you that bored
1: it didn't do a lot to distinguish itself at least for me from its um, match um, in Fukuoka the year before. Um, I felt like I was watching a repeat apart from Girls for the Women's Hammer Pants which meant they had less comical value. Um, I missed those Hammer Pants already, to be honest. <laughs> the... I don't know. I just found it fine. I thought it was fine. I thought it was serviceable. But like it's... I guess it's because within the series it is surrounded by greatness, but like still.
0: Yeah. I I get your point. I do get your point. I think this was very, very similar with a few differences to that Dontaku match that we reviewed before. Um, Goto, when he was on offense, there were flashes of brilliance. Um, whereas I feel the whole point of... Not only the cup, you know. Aside from you know, getting Okada to another Tanahashi match, I feel like one of the big points of this cup was to sort of establish Okada's submission as a legitimate finisher. So obviously he beat Lance Archer why with the Red Ink and Toriana with the Red Ink.
1: Why didn't he um, use it against Goula then?
0: He did. He used it as he used it for quite a long time.
1: Why didn't... Oh, sorry, why... I should be phrased. Why didn't he? Finish Goto
0: with it? I agree with you. I do agree with you. I think he should have done. Um, but it's a good question. I do think this is the point of the. Co- I think this is the point. I think it's a case of, right, let's get a card to um, invasion attack. Let's establish something else. Because again, in that first chapter, we had. You know, the the Rainmaker shock and then Okada targeting the neck and Tanahashi targeting the knee. You need something new, so or a new hook. So let's try and establish that finisher. Because he did try it against Naito in the anniversary match from the previous year. Um he didn't try it against Goto, sort of tried it against Tanahashi at the dome, but I feel here in this cup was where it was properly established.
1: And Ben dropped very quickly though. <laughs>
0: With very, very, very good reason um there's obviously the red ink is something completely different to the submission move he was attempting before, which was absolutely atrocious, it looked extremely convoluted and just looked like a real ball ache to get into um this is basically an s t f yeah,
1: and that's but also, like, nothing in Okada's moveset necessarily builds towards a submission like that.
0: Well, you say that. His offense is all neck-based.
1: Yeah, I guess. But, like, for me, when I think the SCF I think it's at least partly neck-leg um, submission. Could you hook the leg?
0: Yeah, I can see that. The way he locks it in against Tanahashi at an evasion attack, it is very much targeting the neck. Very much yeah. so.
1: I guess, but also, like, I don't know, Okada just doesn't strike me as a submission wrestler.
0: No, not at all. And that's because the more we've sort of gone on to um, Okada's reign and the more we could become accustomed to Okada as we head into 2020, we don't see him using that submission game at all. You know, I can't even remember the last time he broke out the red
1: ink. I think he once somehow counted the destino into it one time. I I might be imagining it.
0: Maybe, maybe. The big... Going back to this match, I personally didn't find it as exciting as their Dontaku match. And the reason for me is neither wrestler seemed to have a plan. And whereas, or there didn't seem to be a story beyond this is a tournament final. And, you know, sometimes that works. Sometimes that's all it needs. But I just think, in the Dontaku match that they had, you had Goto, who was still very... didn't want to acknowledge Okada as the champion. He was sort of dismissive of Okada, if you like. Here, we didn't even have that. We just had a Goto match, a very stereotypical Goto match, lots of strikes, lots of hard-hitting moves, to... Okada, who just hit all his signature offence. I mean, don't get me wrong, we had a top rope Ushigoroshi which looked fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, we had that in the, um, the Ntaki match as well.
0: Even so, it's still a great move, but again, yeah. it's like what you said, they are two very, very, very similar matches and this, despite it being a cup final, still didn't have the heat it needed to have.
1: Well, well this was for me because um, there was, like, no character work for me in this match. No, none
0: at all, and I agree I agree with you like, on that. This
1: was, this was, like, the stereotype. Um, like, there's just been this weird thing where, like, um, people like Kevin Nash who get annoyed at all the praise people from, not, um, people from Japan get about work rate because he just doesn't respect work rate, clearly. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, but we have no character, but there's people in black stiffing each other. Like well, some sometimes, but right, it's definitely grounded in reality. See any Ishi match? Um, that's just not the case. One most of what me and Rob ever praise on either this or the Stardom cast is the character work. Like we just did the Stardom cast on Arisa Hoshiki, and every single match would be like, "Oh, you can see Arisa's character shining through." There was no character here, and like that sort of. No, I'm not into that. I'm not into matches like this. Unless it's like in like the never division where it's like, okay, that's definitely what you're gonna get. But like a cup final where this dude's fighting for that one last chance to prove himself against the ace, I expect more character work. I agree.
0: I do agree. And going back to what you said about the stardom cast, we praised Arisa for the development she showed throughout the run of yeah. matches we looked at.
1: Whereas against Opponents, whereas whenever Okada seemingly is given someone who isn't Tanahashi at this stage, he kind of can't deliver. Like the only person non-Tanahashi person he's properly delivered against was Nait- Naito and he kind of delivered against Anderson, but he also laid an egg with um, Suzuki, who went on to have a five-star classic with um Tana and then just. Again, when you removed from ta- Tanner,
0: it's just far less interesting. I agree. And, you know, the lack of heat bothered me because when heated, Goto is one of the best in that company. You know, you mm-hmm. look at his matches, look at Wrestle Kingdoms. He doesn't put on bad Wrestle Kingdom matches because he's... Basically, they've lit a fire under him. Um Here, there doesn't seem to be that fire. He's hitting the moves. He's, you know, he's hitting the strong moves. He's hitting them quite stiffly, but it's not, it doesn't connect. It doesn't resonate. Okada, what you've got to remember is yes, I understand that he is winning the New Japan Cup. He's already a one time IWGP heavyweight champion. I understand that completely. He is still only a year into his reign. And I know that's not an excuse because I know you're going to bring up Jay White, so don't. (laughs)
1: How did you know
0: because I knew you were going to say yeah well I jay white had a great g1 not against everyone not against okay. everyone because I've just rewatched that g1 and I'm sorry there are some absolute fucking clangers in there so
1: like, have you seen the age lock in with g1 it
0: doesn't matter there are yeah. some fucking clangers in there and some of them are jay white's fault
1: yeah I, I agree but also we had an interesting match with finley and hangman and like 2018 hangman just
0: was shit because there was a story there's a story with Finley. There's a story with they
1: can... They've had a map that Goto is a previous um was previously penciled in to be Tanahashi's placement. And Okada's a young gun who's set to take that um rip that place away from him. There is a story here.
0: Is that reference though? Is that referenced throughout this? Have we no, had that that's, referenced? That's my issue. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. But is that Goto's fault? Is that Okada's fault?
1: Kinda, yeah. We they can weave that within their match even just like one little moment of like Goto looking at it and like I'm sick of this uppity young still coming from my spot you can portray that without saying anything uppity? <laughs> like uppity yeah oh this uppity young young scallywag scallion. <laughs> anyway um, I i, I cricket clubs calling me potch i live in a castle still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was given four stars uh, by Meltzer, I think that's.
1: But...
0: <laughs> I think that's high. To be honest, I think that's... it's Wait. it's a high six, low seven for me.
1: This this is a high five, or six for me. I was, but like the one thing I have to hang on to is the um Oshi off the top, and like again, you build up the submission. We didn't even um, use the submission as a finish. It's just. It's, it's not I'm I'm not into this I don't fuck with this at all um, it's like, not
0: one that I would go back and watch no I'll, is, I'll give you that
1: if it wasn't for Yoshihashi and um, the Yoshihashi match of Wrestle Kingdom 6 this would be the worst match in this series um, and it wouldn't even be close
0: <laughs> no looking back on the matches no no I'll, I'll give you that I'll give you that um, so so 23 minutes and 52 seconds. I think we should give it a six. It can be a middle six then, can't it? If you've given it a high five, low six, I've given it a high six, low seven. Fine. Average is out, out, out at about a, uh, a middle six. So, Okada wins the New Japan Cup, calls out Hiroshi Tanahashi, or to be more exact, Gado calls out Hiroshi Tanahashi. They square yeah, we off.
1: We didn't let Okada talk because he wasn't a good talker yet.
0: No. So they square off, and the match is set for Invasion Attack on the 7th of April. Of course, this has now been replaced by Sakura
1: Genesis. Yeah, the reason, can I quickly talk about that? Because the reason it was called Invasion Attack is because um, you'd have um, champions from outside of New Japan come in. Like we have the CML Tag Team Titles defended on here, and then the um, NWA belt i've only had a couple outsiders up and down the card which i think is actually i think it gives it a unique flavor because like secure genesis at time we didn't even have it last year did we and like at times so it can just feel like oh that's where the guy who wins the cup fights for the championship um
0: yeah we haven't had that in i mean <laughs> we haven't had that since shabat
1: um since S J versus okada i was
0: just was... going to say if they had the if they had a rev pro title defense on that card no, maybe. no, I think so. maybe. I I thought it was called Invasion Attack because originally it was um, in America.
1: No, but the only American shows I can think—I might be wrong—but the only American shows I can think of before this were the
0: 2011 ones.
1: Weird, yeah, the one where Charlie Haas fought for the IWGP Championship. Was that not the first Invasion Attack though? Um, hold on, let me look up 2011 Invasion Attack. Okay, 2011 invasion attack. I really hope I don't get, like, dry bath articles coming up. Nah. <laughs> um, nope, I got the twenty <laughs> eleven military intervention in Libya. <laughs> fantastic,
0: fantastic. This is the high-quality um, to... content you tune in for, guys.
1: Um, no, it was called the invasion of foot. It was called the invasion tour attack on the East Coast.
0: So was that the first one? I guess so. Yeah,
1: so I so imagine
0: might- it's a mixture of both of them.
1: Yeah, but I think that's what we changed it to because we didn't have another one outside of. Um, but yeah, I do miss that kind of flavor, because again, it just becomes like another King of Pro Wrestling at that point, which is fine. But yeah, I know. I- no, I understand I- that. I like To have a flavor, like, and but I don't mean that translates to having like one gimmick. I'm looking at you, having a cell, but like. Like, for example, Dominion has its own, like, mini Wrestle Kingdom um, vibe. King of Pro Wrestling feels like, oh, this is the last stop on the way to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Fantastic Mania is shit.
0: <laughs> World Tag League is the
1: absolute pits. Why did you watch it all last year? I don't get you.
0: I didn't watch all of it.
1: Oh, no, you you jumped ship and, you jumped ship and watched the Japan one, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> Which was we great. Go that. and check it out. Yeah, we should. Can, can we just do that for tag league? Just... We'll see. So, anyway, um, Chris. Bob's on this card, by the way. Go on, man. Okay, so the opening match is actually pretty good. I've seen it before. It's Time Splitters versus Apollo 55 because I went on a Time Splitters binge like a few months ago. Robkin, vowed forward done weird wrestling rabbit holes sometimes. Um, um Then there was an eight man tag. Match and I want to see this because I, you know, how I'm morbidly curious and want to see the world burn.
0: Oh, god, I've just seen what it is
1: Aki Bono, amazing Hiryoshi Tenzan, Madabu Nakanishi, and Super Strong Machine, you know, via Mobile 4, um, taking on Takushi Izika, um, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Bob Sap. Bob, motherfucking Sap, Jesus Christ. Jesus. The thing is, Bobrov was over in New Japan. Like his matches were shit, but like the New Japan audiences lapped it up because he had like a unique style. Have you seen his match <laughs> against uh, Nakanishi? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh my god! So oh my god!
0: It's it's not it's certainly not great.
1: It's not great, but also like extremely entertaining. For all the wrong reasons, of course. All the wrong reasons, yeah, but I'll take it like entertainingly bad. I would take that over, say, Finn Jukes versus Gorilla's Destiny in Atlanta earlier this year, which is literally the worst um, New Japan title match I've ever seen, because I hated it. It was the most dull thing I've ever watched. Um, anyway, El Terrible, um, which is an amazing name, <laughs> it translates to The Terrible, um, and Tamatunga taking on La Mascara, and Valant... I- the magical. is that Sinkara? No, that's not Sinkara. I'm, I'm thinking of a different gimmick. Um, the complete players, which what a name, of Masato Tanaka and Yujiro Takahashi took on um, Great Bash Shield of Homna and Makabe. And I didn't know Homna and Makabe were teaming at this point. I thought they were teaming like a year after this. Must have got it wrong. Um, Suzuki, by the looks of things, destroyed Yana, which, by the end of the day, isn't that what life's about. Um, Goto and Nagata took on last of seven of Shibata and Sakurawa. Um, Rob Conway, fuck off, took on Kojima. Um, Nakamura took on Davey Boy, and then okay, and then we have Okada and Tana. So,
0: as Chris has said, the main event is set IWGP heavyweight championship match four between four, yes, four, no, three. Four. It is four. Uh, between Tanahashi and oh, Look at the
1: episode number Rob. Um That was like watching a fucking I was listening to that I was like watching Bambi learn to walk.
0: I was like Is it four yes. Um so before Chris talks about this one, I just want to quickly um basically blow my load. Um I thought this match was an absolute masterclass from start to finish. Everything we moaned about in the matches preceding it was in this match. Um, I talked before going on air with Chris about how Wrestle Kingdom 7 very much felt like the end of one storyline going into another. And I know Chris has said that he wanted this match to be the Wrestle Kingdom match because it had that big match feel. And though I agree... On that, I do feel like this match is more fitting at the start of another story arc than at the end of the other one, because Tanahashi had to win that one. Okada's coming off the back here of two successive defeats to Tanahashi. He needs to win this one, and to win this one, he has got to change. So in this match, we aren't just getting Okada targeting the neck and Tanahashi targeting the knee. We have got a match rife with adaptations, with different things, with targeting limbs and selling of limbs that is second to none. I said in the previous match that Okada had only been in the company back from his Young Lion excursion for 18 months at this point not even and the man sold like no other person I've ever seen just little subtle things like swapping over his elbow pad because he needed the support to go up and do an elbow drop just to doing things like just shaking it every now and then every time he did something trying to work feeling into it he didn't forget about his arm it was Beautiful. Tanahashi very, very quickly realised that even though he'd had enough of Okada's shit, he very, very quickly realised that he would have to adapt because Okada had scouted all of his offence. He went for the drop kick to the knee and Okada moved. He went for the sling blade early on. Okada moved. Okada was reversing everything and Tanahashi very, very quickly had to adapt and boy howdy did he adapt. Fucking hell. I mean, the inverted dragon screw leg whips that he does on the knees look like they absolutely wreck. But the fact that Tanahashi was adapting them and hitting them on the arms of Okada and watching this man physically writhe in agony was absolutely incredible. And literally, one of the best parts of this match was Tanahashi grabbing Okada's arm, punching the top of it and uppercutting the bottom of it. Just weakening this arm, both to make sure that he couldn't hit the Rainmaker, and secondly, to give himself some breathing room, because he knew he had to do something different. What a match, Chris.
1: So, in the last couple, um, it's been a case of Okada can out muscle Tanashi and out wrestling, but Tanashi just way smarter. And like this match, they sort of became an equal begging, because. Bakada was like, you know what, maybe I probably shouldn't keep leaving my leg open to be attacked. <laughs> like maybe like there was a natural progression. Like when people when people talk about um like progression in a feud, they always seem to revolve it around kicking out of finishes. And like here, there was such an obvious evolution between like and such such an obvious change in dichotomy in both men. Like again, like Tanahash is it, it is in many ways like their first match where tanahashi um where Okada surprised tanahashi with how clever he can be and tanahashi didn't know how to respond and that's what ended up and like as you saw at the end of this match like tanahashi loses to Okada when he gets desperate to him. and at the end of this match tanahashi was getting desperate like but, but that ending sequence was desperation City for both men but like okay what if i hit my big move right now i will win it's been about far firings yeah. And just yeah, this is my favourite of the series so far. Is it my favourite of the series? I don't wanna spoil that. But also I will say there's the next two matches are incredible. Um Well actually no the next two matches after the match episode six and seven. Actually we're discussing episode seven. It's all a bit weird right now. Um but yeah, this is just so good. And like you I can't say anything but you didn't say. It's all it's just perfect. Like, a, like, it stands in like that bubble where I'm I'm actually trying to think if I'd think it was perfect if it was, my, if it was my first one. Like, I'm sure I'd have given it a 10, but, like, a 10 doesn't always mean perfect.
0: No. No, I understand that. It's a match that sort of blows your socks off, and it will have things that, you know, are wrong with it, absolutely. But here, for me, it's as damn near a perfect match as you're going to get.
1: Yeah. Um, it's up there with my favourite New Japan matches It's weird. Like, my favourite matches ever definitely aren't as airtight as this. Like, for example, Naito versus Omega. And I like that because they um, knocked the a lump out of each other for half an hour. Um, like, where I would say it was more targeted. I, like, I hate using the word cerebral because Triple H uses it as a stand-in for boring. But... Just again, but even that that finishing stretch, despite the fact that Linz had been targeted, it wasn't unrealistic. That can be my biggest problem with a lot of matches. For example, someone like Kenton Miyahara can be selling a map and his arm for his whole match, but then he's hitting super um, German after German at the end of his match. Like whereas here, despite Lens being targeted, it it, like nothing didn't make sense. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And, you know, just to go back to O'Carda's absolutely phenomenal selling, it didn't matter whether it was him trying to lock in the aforementioned red ink, which he couldn't do. He couldn't get his arm round and he sold it beautifully or even doing his Rainmaker pose. he only, He did it with both arms and immediately dropped his injured one because he couldn't do it with both. It's little story beats like that. It's little nuances like that that make a match absolutely incredible and must-see. And this was it for me. I said to you before we came on air, this might be one of, if not my favourite match ever. Because... it can be? On pure wrestling or just enjoyment? In, let's
1: just say... Like, say you were to have like your desert island graphs.
0: Um, just speaking from New Japan for a moment, because obviously we do do a New Japan podcast. Um, you're looking at obviously all three of the Omega versus Okada series. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Twelve.
0: Yeah, but even so, I still think I still think of a trilogy. I think of their G1 match. I think of their Wrestle Kingdom match. I think of their Dominion match. Yeah, the second one. Um, I think. The Naito versus Okada match from uh Rust Kingdom 14, just because of long term storytelling, wasn't the you know, it didn't touch this on in-ring quality, but for long-term storytelling and feel good factor, it's up there. Um, you know, Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Um, I thought the Hiromu versus Tajishimori match from the best of Super Juniors 25. But I just think from Limb selling, which is you know, even Goto versus Suzuki from Wrestle Kingdom twelve, which is one of my favourite matches yeah. ever.
1: Honestly, with this, when it comes to like limb selling, it's up there with um Suzuki and um Tanahashi from the year before.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I think because it worked into the finish, you know, Okada hits the Rainmaker. No one has ever kicked out of the Rainmaker at this point. He hits the Rainmaker, but cannot get to Tanahashi in time because his arm is too injured, and by the time he gets there, he kicks out. It's just, it's perfect. It really is perfect. Now, because Tanahashi hasn't spent the time working the knees, as he has done in all the other matches, when he goes for the high fly flow and Okada puts the knees up, in every other match, because Tanahashi's worth the knees, Okada's in agony from putting the knees up. Because Tanahashi has had to change, because Okada's scouted all of his offence, he puts the knees up, he doesn't end up in that ridiculous amount of pain that he was in before. Therefore he's able to get up quicker and he's able to capitalize quicker.
1: But it- also like it's Tanahashi is still very clearly thrown off his game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that about being thrown off your game. There's one point really, really, really early in the match when Okada attempts some manner of submission move. I don't know the name of it. And it involves Tanahashi sitting on the ground and uh, Okada behind him, he puts his head on the floor and he attempts to basically headstand over the top of Tanahashi. So he's on Tanahashi's neck and head. Yeah, and it takes him four or five attempts at it before he gets it right. The Okada Mm. of last year would have gone to pieces. However, Mm. here, he laughs with the audience, (laughs) allows Tanahashi out of the submission move, gives a subtle little wink and a thumbs up to the camera and is back on straight away. And that is the progress and the evolution of Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 6 to where we are now at invasion, ta- invasion Attack 2013.
1: Yeah, and like, if your biggest issue in a match is, oh, he had a bit of trouble getting into a bridging submission move, then you're fine. Yeah. It's like like someone told me, oh, um, Kuromu versus Osprey is bad because they whiffed one dropkick. I'm like, eh. In like in a in a match with half a billion moves, I think I can, I think I can forgive one not fully hitting.
0: Yeah. For me, this match is damn near perfect.
1: Yeah, like you're never gonna get that perfect wrestling match. There's always gonna be that one thing. Like for example, another one of my favourites is Omega versus Okada at um, Roster Kingdom, and there, well, there's definitely like limb work at the beginning that goes nowhere, um, and then just. Literally, any name me any of my favorite matches. There's issues in them, but like, who the fuck cares? It doesn't suppress what you feel.
0: No, absolutely not. And of course, Okada does finally manage to win with the rainmaker. uh, After half a billion (laughs) counters. After honestly, the amount of counters. But again, even they seemed smoother, Chris.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Like, it's countering into a rainmaker can so often seem contrived, but like. No, you could very much tell how desperate these these men were. Everything just, felt natural. Like, we talked about how well, like Arisa and Mayu in Stardom, do desperation. This is near that. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. There's there's nothing else we can say about this match. It's just, it's it's that good. You need to go and check this out. Of all the matches that we've watched of this feud so far, I'd say this, this alone is the match I would actively, actively seek you out to go and watch. It is mm. that damn good. It is limb perfection. Um, speaking of uh, manipulating limbs, um, after Okada has got the pinfall, Gato is on the microphone, but who should come out, Chris. And this is all coming full circle on this episode. But the man who defeated Okada at New Beginning, Minoru Suzuki, and he wants Okada's ass.
1: Yes, but also, we're not covering that match next time. So I'm really unhappy that you, brought it. we might cover it. It depends. I mean, like it's one of the um, appendix matches. Like you're, it's one of those matches we say go out of your way to watch if you have the time. But also, like, it's an Okada, it's an Okada um, Suzuki match, so it's going to go on for half a billion years.
0: That is true. That is true. Um, however, Chris, I reckon that is all we have time for. We're going to leave the feud there, and we will return post-invasion attack, with Okada beginning his second reign as the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. But there is change in the air. Um... Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really... Probably tell them what they should watch for next time. Oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> Go on, please do.
1: Okay, so your main matches: is uh, Okada versus Devitt at Kazina Road. Um, Devitt versus Tanahashi at Dominion. Um, get ready for a lot of that pacey little fucker. And then Okada versus Tanahashi at the G1. Your bonus matches: Fally and Devitt versus Captain New Japan and Deguchi. Tana versus Anderson and Okada versus Suzuki at Dentake. Um Two of them are to see... To continue to see what Tanner and Okada are up to and finally versus Derek because that's the birth of a certain club. Hmm. Oh,
0: a certain um, <laughs> a, yeah.
1: c- a certain club is too sweet. Also um watch Makabe at um the Okada makabe match of Dominion if you want to continue watching Okada defenses it's decent. Um the following um also the following G1 matches Okada, David, day one. Ishi Tana, day two. For no other reason, than it's a banger. Same with, with Shibata and Ishii later in the tournament. And then David versus Tanahashi, day four. And then there's literally nothing worth watching until day nine. <laughs> right, anything else you want to say, Chris? Um, dental plan. What? It's a Simpsons reference. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, we really do appreciate it. <laughs> um, you can check out the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. It really does help us out check out the website www.podmania.co.uk where you can check out all of our archived podcasts as well as all of our new japan pro wrestling match ratings including the ones that we have rated from today Uh, you can follow us on twitter at at younglioncast you can join the facebook group uh, podmania.com Podcasts, look for the group and join us for all manner of good wrestling shit. Um, you can talk to me on Twitter at at Real Rob Goodwin Chris, where can they find you?
1: Um, I almost gave away my address, but I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, um, at and Bruchy? There, yeah, you go. I don't, I don't use it, so you can't really find me there. But you can see my face if you want to, I guess. Ladies be <laughs> really happy i didn't say see my head then <laughs>
0: <laughs> and thank you so much for listening guys and we'll talk to you guys again soon